Join the Dark Order. Greetings, one and all. It is I, Mr. Fretz, the exalted one of toilet paper, the exalted one of the Dark Order. That's unusual. Excuse me. This is Fretz. Who? Evil Uno, how did you get this number? Yes, I've been telling people that I'm the exalted one, because I am. You didn't say I wasn't on that big list of people you were tweeting about, even Macaulay Culkin for some reason. Okay, who is the exalted one then? Enlighten me, who is it? No kidding, Brody Lee. I was wondering if he would wind up in All Elite. That's awesome. So I can't go around telling people that I'm the Exalted One anymore. Can I still join the Dark Order? Okay, uh, what's my punishment? Beyond Blinking Eye? That's from the Stonecutters episode of The Simpsons, dude. So is Crossing the Desert. So is the wreck of the Hesperate and the paddling of a swollen ass. Okay, I'll do that bit when Homer falls through the, all those floors. Okay, I, that I can do. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm recording a podcast now, okay? Can, do, do you mind? Yeah, thank you. You stay safe and healthy, too. I love you, too. Bye. Sorry, folks. Uh, that was highly unusual. So I'm contractually obligated to let you know that I am not the Exalted One of the Dark Order. But I am the Prime Minister of Russell Attic Radio. I am the host of Fretz's Fave 5. I am the co-host of the Game Changer podcast on Russell Attic Radio. This is episode 5 of Fretz's Fave 5. My personal favorite five moments in all of professional wrestling the week of March 15th to the 21st. Stay tuned. Now before I get to my first or fifth or whatever favorite moment, folks, I just want to let you know that my shows on the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon feed from now on or at least until, you know, all this blows over, they will be free. Now, this week, which is the week of the 22nd to the 28th of March, WrestleLadict Radio is having a free preview week for Patreon shows. My shows will expand beyond that, and actually, last week's Fretz's Fave 5 was also free, and was uploaded on my personal podcasting page uh the fretzelmania podcast on anchor.fm that's f-r-e-t-z-l-e mania and i uploaded something during monday night raw just because you know i wanted to pick up my phone and i wanted to hit record and react to raw just because i don't know i guess i needed some uh some therapy i needed some levity or something uh Guys, this this virus sucks. And I want to let you know 
that I'm praying for each and every one of you, that I love each and every one of you. I'm pulling for you. We'll get through this together. We do our part. We will get through this, folks. Um, whether you're self-isolating or you're laid off or you're quarantining or you're working you know, in the front lines in the hospitals or the retail stores, uh, you probably all know that I'm a, I'm a grocery clerk. I wear many hats at, at my job at, uh, at Value Mart, a, uh, a grocery store that is family-owned. So I take a lot of pride in what I do. And, you know, now more than ever that people are, you know, relying on, you know, us to, you know, to help them. You know, I cannot imagine what, you know, my friends in hospitals and nurses are going through you know my mother is a nurse at an old age home so luckily she hasn't had any cases at her place and i hope to god that there isn't i know they've restricted visitors at the nursing home uh and this nursing home is right across the street from their house and if you know me personally you know that you know my dad has had you know a bevy of health concerns over the past few years and although lately he has been doing very well this is something i think that would uh not end well for for him so you know knock on wood prayers and and all that folks so we'll get through this together so remember to get lots of rest to eat proper to get fresh air and exercise, you know, you know, if if you're quarantining, just get if you if you must get outside. Well, you know, just get outside on your porch, get a little fresh air, maybe walk to the end of the laneway and back, and otherwise, you know, stay inside and be healthy. If you're self-isolating, you can go for a walk. You know, providing that you live in a rural area with little to no people or you have a walking trail um, and if this is actually not the right advice then please ignore everything I just told you so with more than enough waffling peeps let us start and just in case you didn't tell by my little intro on my conversation with evil uno that I actually totally had yes evil uno and I are friends shut up mm. oh Heineken you're helping me through. It is Brody Lee being revealed as the exalted one, the leader of the Dark Order. And for weeks, actually months, this is one of their longest, longest running storylines, if I'm not mistaken. We had this buildup. All of these vignettes, all of these like culty, churchy like promos, like, are you tired of being alone? Join the Dark Order. Just those friggin' three in the morning infomercials uh, that just totally reeked of Joel Olstein and, you know, the Church of La uh, Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints and, and all these things. So. 
it's been amazing to see that now that it's paid off, you know, in the past we have seen some fake outs like Christopher Daniels came out in his, you know, his fallen angel garb. I believe it was that full, not full gear. What was the last one? I can't remember what the last AEW pay-per-view was because I am just so bleeding tired. <laughs> so, you know, Daniels comes out kind of looking like the higher power. You know, it's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. It comes out in the robe, fakes out, beats the crap out of him. So we have the Dark Order cutting a promo. The Exalted One is here. SCU comes out and Christopher Daniels is like, no, there's no such thing as the... There's no such thing as the Exalted One. Basically, you know, saying that you're lying to us, you're trolling us, and out come, here's this vignette. And here and he comes, it's like, you know, in a distorted voice, I'm not here to talk. It's like, we laid the groundwork for the Exalted One. And all this. And then finally, his voice undistorts and reveals himself, you know, like, Christopher Daniels, you are in danger, you know. You're not the first out-of-touch old man to not believe in me. But I promise you, you will be the last. So, he uh, in this promo, there was a couple of neat little um, tidbits that I noticed. There was a lamp, you know, floating above him. So, I'm like, okay, this is just poking at the Wyatt family a little bit. Then he gets in the ring, and it looks like, I think he was going to tease a Sister Abigail, but instead he hit his uh, awesome discus lariat. Finally, Brody Lee has something he can sink his teeth into, and I think it's kind of ironic. It's like, Ray, yay! Ow. Every time I say ironic, I break out into Alanis Morissette. It's a Canadian thing, folks. So the irony of this is that Brody Lee, as Luke Harper, was a follower of the Wyatt family. And now, Brody Lee is the leader, the exalted one of the Dark Order. Just great storytelling, and I'm looking forward to see how this goes now. I've always been a fan of the Dark Order. Well, no, not really at first when, you know, Evil Uno had all these minions come out and make a chair out of them. I didn't know what to make of it. But now, with this whole cult, you know, this whole thing, it reminds me of the Stonecutters. You know, that episode of The Simpsons, uh, Homer the Great, from season six, when... uh, Homer's just, you know, trying to get into this club that, you know, Lenny and Carl is like, hey, why do you guys have better chairs than me? It's a secret. Shut up. Then finally, it's like, hey, where do you guys go on Wednesday night? Uh, it's a secret. Shut up. Then it's like, I'm going to follow Lenny and Carl. Homer, don't stalk people again. It's so illegal. Okay, Marge. I'm going outside to stalk Lenny and Carl. Don't! So, of course, he is led to a massive church-like building uh, where, you know, they are all in these uniforms, these um, 
Uh, monk. What's what's the thing? Oh, Freemasons. Something along along those lines. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's very late and I'm very tired. So of course, because Homer is cast out of the Stone Cutters due to the fact that he ate ribs and wiped his mouth on the sacred parchment. He has been banished from the Stonecutters and is demanded to walk out of the cathedral, dragging the Stone of Shame. And then it is revealed that he has a birthmark on his side, shaped like the Stonecutters logo, which is like two hammers or something. Then, <gasps> it's him! He's the chosen one! Remove the stone of shame. Woohoo! Attach the stone of triumph. And it's an even bigger stone. Uh, Patrick Stewart would make this gimmick awesome. <laughs> Just saying. So Brody Lee and the and the mm, Dark Order take two. No takes. I podcast in one take. Take one. Brody Lee and the Dark Order beat the crap out of SCU. There's the Discus Larry and all that jazz. Now, this wasn't the only Fave 5 moment from AEW. In fact, there are two more. Mind you, there are only two episodes of, you know, wrestling I watched this week, other than stuff that is going to be for future podcasts, uh, I have WrestleMania 2000 watched, and I'm going to be doing the 20 Bell Salute hopefully this week, if not next. Just depends on work and, you know, honestly how tired I am and, you know, how much time I'm dedicating to Animal Crossing and New Horizons. I'm not going to lie here, folks. First game I've ever played in the series. Anyways, we have Jake the Snake. Now, there is a ringside promo with him and the murder hawk, Lance Archer. They show this bit with, you know, Lance Archer going to a backyard ring and just beating the crap out of a whole bunch of people. Excuse me. And Jake, you know, he cuts this promo. He's still cutting it on Cody. It's like, you know, Archer's not here to talk. No, we, we laid out the gauntlet for old Caesar. We don't play games. Like, we told you what we wanted. It's one thing to keep away from us, to keep from harm's way. But to ignore me is to spit in my face. And him and his friends came out here bitching like a bunch of schoolgirls going to the prom. You know, shut me up if you can. And I don't think you can. Jake the Snake is taking this entire promotion to promo school. And I love it. They have arguably the best mind in the business today. Yesterday. Do I dare say he had a hell of a mind for the business even when he wasn't sober? Just Jake the Snake, Jake Roberts, is just the master of psychology, of nuance, of things that I don't even catch myself upon upon first viewing. 
it's things that I'm going to have to catch when I'm talking to someone about it. Because, quite honestly, I'm not a smart guy. It's a God-given miracle that I have a college degree. It's a degree in theology, which is an extremely tough subject, mind you. Uh, Mance, I think you know what I'm talking about there. <laughs> Jake is just brilliant. He can take chicken shit and turn it into chicken salad. Just anything. You hand this guy anything and he'll master it. Like I think he's something he said a couple of weeks ago was, you know, I put a snake in a bag, you know, just to make you think about it. And I remember his heel turn, you know, I, I wasn't watching wrestling live in 1991 when he turned heel because, quite frankly, the cobra-biting Randy Savage's arm would have given me nightmares for decades because that was one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. And that's saying a lot because, well, I watched Over the Edge 99 of course, you know, they didn't show Owen's passing. The fact that it happened at that night and it happened during that broadcast, right? It's just one of the most haunting things out there. And that snake thing is just below that. And the other thing was a death. And I guess that shows you how much I hate snakes. So, anyways, that promo... He says, continuing his feud with, with Caesar, uh, Cody, and I can't wait for Cody and uh, Archer to cross paths to wrestle. And if I get to see Jake the Snake lay out someone with the DDT, maybe not Arn, because I'm not sure if Arn can take that wacky of a bump. Although he hit um. Spears with a spine buster a while ago, so he can probably do something, I'm not sure. But I want to see the DDT hit on someone, if Jake the Snake can still perform it. I mean, DDP yoga, man, that's saving everybody. So, yeah, Godspeed to Jake the Snake. Just amazing, amazing work, work there for him. This next one... Staying on AEW was the end of the show. So the inner circle win a six-man tag match between Matt Jackson, Hangman Adam Page, and Dustin Rhodes. I believe it was Page. Anyway, I I I forget who hang on. Versus the Elite. So we have Chris Jerker on commentary. And Jake Hager and Proud and Powerful going up against, I'm sorry, Cody Rhodes, Matt Jackson, and Adam Page. You know, MJF got involved in this match. You know, Wardlow choked Cody. Arn Anderson came out. Uh, Page and Jackson got on the same page for a moment. But before they could compete the indie taker, Jake Hager pulled Adam to the floor, allowing Santana to roll up. 
for the victory. Now this, I believe, is supposed to hand the inner circle a an advantage in the upcoming blood and guts match, you know, whenever that may be, because that has been postponed. Screw you, COVID-19. Screw you. So, inner circle come out, numbers game, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, and there's this promo, you know, Nick Jackson has been pulled from this match due to an injury. And then you see a drone appear in the ring. And I look, I look like, no. 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 There's no way it's Vanguard 1. Vanguard 1 appears and Matt Jackson announces that, you know, he made a call to an old friend. Then you hear, you know, some classical music. And who is it? In the crowd. Yes. <laughs> Matt Hardy. Broken Matt Hardy is all elite. And he will be joining the elite inside Blood and Guts whenever that may be. Please, God, let it be soon. Please get this disease under control. Excuse me. Get everyone safe. I can't wait for this match. It's awesome to see Matt Hardy have some creative freedom. Now, he said something about, you know, WWE kind of sucks the fun out of things. And it he's, he's right. You know, I am a, I'm a WWE fan through and through. But I'm also an All Elite fan. I'm also a New Japan fan. I'm a fan of wrestling. I like all of it. Well, all of it that's not late-era WCW, and I'm going to be talking about that this week on the Game Changer podcast. And that was my idea. I don't know why. Mance, how did you do it? Uh, what's your secret? Is it moonshine? Was it uh, tea? Was it prayer? Was it coffee? Was it uh, working out? Let me know, bro. By the way, love you, Mance. Shout out. Next up here are two moments from Monday Night Raw that took place from the empty performance center where WrestleMania is also taking place over two nights. Uh, since when is WrestleMania Wrestle Kingdom? Now, I know why they're doing this across two nights. I mean, they kind of have to fudge the numbers for the legal amount of... Pardon me gathered people at a given time because of, you know, because of the COVID-19 laws. Although, you know, some people aren't taking this seriously. Uh, spring break features. I'm looking at you, you complete fucking troglodyte idiots. If I get Corona, I get Corona. Yeah. What about your grandpa? Dummy. You only turned 21 once. I'm here to get wasted. You can do that at home, honey. <sighs> Anyways, I'm done ranting about that crap. Taker and AJ had a... Interesting. Pardon me. This is going to be full of me yawning, right? And this is the only the time I get to dedicate doing the show. This show. The Five show. And an interesting contract signing, so... 
Taker came out to the ring quickly, shirtless, in a toque. That's also known as a beanie, America. We call them toques in Canada. Slack, back me up. For once, I'm not saying fuck you, Slack. Back me up, Slack. Um, A.M., you know, A.J. Styles is on the trot with the O.C. And says that, you know, Michelle McCool is the one behind Undertaker continuing to embarrass himself. You see, at WrestleMania, the lights can go off, but you can't hide, says Styles. And we know you can't run. When WrestleMania is over, I will gladly pay your assisted living costs. And I'm doing everyone a favor when I finally have you rest in peace. So then Styles signs the contract and asks Anderson and Gallows <laughs> to take. I apologize, everybody. I'll owe it to you. To take the contract to the ring. Both men initially refuse, but they go to the ring. Undertaker stares them down. The lights go out. He appears behind them, laying a beating down and signing the contract before putting it in one of their mouths. Um, Taker. COVID, bro. Come on, that is not very sanitary. I hope you washed your hands and I hope you washed that contract out. You had your sanitizer. By the way, folks, use soap. Hand sanitizer is a load of crap. Um, if you're not using soap, hand sanitizer is useless. So, yeah, that was fun. And in the main event, although this was absolutely cringy as heck, I still got a kick out of it. Monday, March the 16th. 316 day. Can you give me a hell yeah? Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of my absolute all-time favorite wrestlers, came to the ring to cut a promo, have a couple of beers, and talks about, you know, what 316 means to him. So he's like, if you're ready for 316 day, give me a hell yeah! So Byron Saxton pipes in, hell yeah! Austin just like, uh, looks at him again, and then, you know, He's playing to a non-existent crowd. And then, you know, Byron Saxton begins holding up numbers card, rating each of Austin's bullet points about what 316 means, like 316 day means. 316 day is the day you can whoop anybody's ass and get away with it. So before inviting Saxton to the ring, Austin handed Saxton a beer, a Broken Skull IPA, I'm jealous. I want that beer in Canada, Steve. Come on, dude. You're gonna make a killing if you bring that Canada here. El Segundo Brewing, if you hear this, bring Broken Skull IPA to Canada. And folks, if you ever want to have a Steve Weiser with me, I love an IPA. The hoppier, the happier. So, Austin hands Saxton the beer, raise the toast to him, call him a jackass, chugged a beer, and hit a stunner. Funny. After the after this, uh, Steve Austin chugged a few more beers before Becky Lynch's music hits. 
And then she comes to the ring with a cooler full of even more beer. And Austin's like, Oh, last time you came into the ring, you hit me with a stunner. So they have a few beers. This was awkward. This was cringe. But you know what? I love cringe. And quite frankly, we needed this, folks. It's been a shitty couple of weeks. So a little cringe ain't so bad. And that has been Fretz's Fave 5, Episode 5, everybody. I hope you enjoy this. I hope you have a laugh. I hope that I can be a mild distraction amongst this turbulent time that we're in, folks. So keep an eye out, keep an ear open for anything else that's coming from the Russell Attic Radio peeps here on the Patreon, especially during this free preview week. I do believe that Ricky dropped uh, a couple episodes of Love and War. I'm going to have to uh, listen for those uh, because those episodes are always, always funny. And Ricky, if you're hearing this, want to have me on Love and War? I'll do it. I don't have a very impressive uh, romantic history. You know, I'm a virgin, for one thing. I'm 36 year old, and I'm a virgin. So, if you want to have me on anyways, I'll do it. I'll shoot the breeze. Um, So, all that being said, folks, with all the love I already gave to you at the beginning of this, I'm going to do it again. I love you all. We're going to get through this, guys and girls and non-binaries, every and anything else I forgot. I apologize. So, until next time, keep fit and have fun. Wait, none of you are going to get that reference. Stay alert and stay safe. Wait, none of you are going to get that reference either. Oh, Canadian anti-drug PSAs from the 90s. How am I going to sign this one off, peeps? You know what? It's a classic. God bless you. I love you. Good night.